0: Warning, Wrestling POV Global is not suitable for all ages. View discretion is
1: advised. This is the Canadian Crusher, AJ Sanchez, and uh, you are listening to WPOV Wrestling. POV global black and yellow brand It's your point of view on the global stand From north to south, to east to west They got you covered like a blanket But I digress from elite to elite To the hot topic AEW Impact, New Japan, they got it Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Heard any different? I'm sure you're mistaken
2: Hey folks, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. And with me, I have two, co two, two co-hosts. Not two belts, but two co-hosts. Two co-hosts. One of them is not our regular one. We have a fill-in this week. But first of all, our regular, the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Now, I noticed you took my advice. You got rid of your goddamn hippie hairdo. <laughs> I you did. cut your hair.
0: I took a trip down to Tom's Barbershop and got a haircut unfortunately tom took the day off
2: yeah you'd be bald if you went to the toms uh, haircut <laughs> that dude only knows one setting on the razor okay i'm gonna tell you that <laughs> anyhow elio how was your week of wrestling you enjoyed uh, the stuff you've seen
0: uh yeah i didn't actually on the, over the weekend mm-hmm. i sat down and i started watching a whole bunch of southwest championship wrestling
2: Oh, you know what? I, I, I've i been enjoying that, too. I picked it up oh. on, the, uh, on the thing. There's some really good stuff on so there, I, some cra- stuff that's a little crazy. So it's kind of, little
0: it's kind of hard to get into at first, but, like, once you start watching one episode, it's like, I want to watch the next one, and then I want to watch the next one.
2: Well, you know what? We recently had an interview with the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller. And he talked about Southwest Championship Wrestling and how that they are going to be putting on a channel that he's creating now. They're going to be replaying the matches, but they're going to put them week to week in order so that you can sit and enjoy, you know, because that's a problem some of these things on YouTube, right? You go on there, you find a match, and then you dig and dig, and you may find another show that's like three years later. And then, you know, it's hard to keep up. And the thing with Southwest Championship is they had great stories that continued from week to week to week and you'll be able to see that unfold on ron fuller's channel so yeah and, be and, looking forward to that
0: and that's good because on, on one episode Tony blanchard turned on gino hernandez and gino was mm-hmm. a uh, face then the next episode they were back together as a team and they were heels
2: yeah yeah gino <laughs> hernandez is a good guy that's a hard thing to imagine <laughs> right? I'm Sorry. but uh anyways you don't want uh we had to send him back on assignment. I know you, you guys uh, miss hearing his cherubic voice, but he's on vacation. He's vacation slash assignment. We cannot say where it is. Parts unknown. He is looking for the spirit of the ultimate warrior, probably because it is. That's, parts why, unknown.
0: that's why we can't say it's it's unknown. It's unknown. Yeah, we, we don't even know what to call. It. But
2: so I thought to myself, well, I could do the show, be lonely with a hippie uh, Elio or <laughs> what I bring in the big guns. That's what I did, folks. We brought in the man so big, he is a legend in his own mind. He is the, you know what, I'm not even going to mock him because I'm going to say this. As much as I work every week to try and find guests for quarantine and I'm hustling and moving, I don't even come close to half the movement that this dude does for our site and for all of our shows. He is the hardest working man at internet wrestling. I'm talking about Rick Serrano the third Rick, thank you for taking a breath. Thank you for taking a moment to come on the show and help us absolutely, out bro
1: absolutely absolutely appre- you know what i appreciate that you know what the man with a million jobs that's another title for me okay <laughs> the man with a million jobs Here that's what i do
2: <laughs> you know what i'm not even no, i'm not even gonna mock rick because rick does not get the credit he deserves for it actually how much work this guy actually does so yes let him have this moment yeah, let yes him, go ahead let him this this week We are not mocking you, Rick. You can be Ricky, Ricky two chumps for all I care. We're not going to mock it this week, okay? That's what I appreciate. And because you did me this little favor, I am going, this is probably going to cause a little problem in the global community, but I'm going to do you a solid and I'm going to slip you out of the book when that mean old Elio slid you in the book, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I
1: appreciate
2: that. Although I do admit it was on a rule that
0: I created. <laughs> but we'll get to that at the end is of the he, show. <laughs> suddenly I'm I'm the heel in T V face. Okay. That works. <laughs> Next week we're going
2: go right to go back to normal. As soon as Andy's back, I'm back to be... How does he, uh, Andy says he's supposed to be the heel, but apparently I'm the heat magnet of the show. So. <laughs> it's only because oh, yeah. I got a very bad mouth that is very under control. Anyhow,
1: folks... Welcome to this week. Oh, before Rick, how was your week? Did you do anything That's, cool? I mean, it's been great. And you know, I was upstate New York visiting some family for the fourth of July. Um, and just wrestling wise, it's been great. I think AEW had a really solid show. I think this is three shows in a row, and we'll mm-hmm. get into it later. Like how great AEW has been. And now with the fans back in attendance, I think we're we're on a we're on for a journey right now. And Excellent. We'll see
2: how they go. Excellent. You know what, folks, I was, uh, I was not here for last week's episode partial because uh, I missed an episode. I, we did the back to back thing. Cause there was the sun, uh, the Saturday, Wednesday thing. I was out of province, uh, for you Americans, that's like being out of state. Um, I was out of province for the week and, uh, but you know what? I did see something, and I'm going to throw this out there. I went to a movie, the first adult movie, that, I, and I don't mean pornography, people. I mean, like, adult movie where I didn't take my six-year-old. I went to my first adult movie in, like, what, over a year now? And I paid my money. You know, uh, you, you paid for me and my wife. We got the popcorn deal. The po- thing cost 60 bucks in total. We're sitting down. We're watching the show. And it was two hours long. And I'm going to say this. I was entertained. Uh I was flabbergasted. I thought it was interesting but stupid as Rick would say. <laughs> um it was ultimately mindless entertainment with lots of explosions, a great summer movie. I do not I have not watched much of the series, so most of the time I kept asking my wife, "Well, I thought this." And she'd be like, "Oh no, a number blah blah blah." All I know is I laughed so much in this movie and it wasn't supposed I don't think I was supposed to be laughing at these parts. Like people were starting to get mad at me, but they were doing the most stupidest things possible with cars that I ever saw. It was so unrealistic, but Hey, I don't mind that I paid for a night out with my wife to see. I I don't think it was supposed to be a comedy, but final, uh, what is it called? Fast and furious nine has got to be the stupidest funniest show that I've seen in a long time. (laughs) What a barrel of crap that was, but.
1: (laughs) And, And John Cena wasn't even in it
2: yes he was well i couldn't see him half the time he was doing a lot ah,
1: of <laughs> exactly yeah.
2: i actually was very disappointed the rock wasn't in it because at least that guy's funny right yeah. yeah yeah so anyways let's get into some wrestling uh we're going to start off today and first of all i want uh rick to, to to marinate this in his mind because i was thinking about this today uh we have us we're going to start off with our first segment called elite delete okay Now, I love the idea of Elite Delete, but I'm starting to feel like I don't like the name of Elite Delete because the fans are not getting what the hell we're trying to get at here, okay? And I think it may be because, while it's a cool title, it's kind of misleading for what we're really looking for here. The whole point of Elite Delete was to stimulate a conversation. And it was to take a wrestler at the moment, at the moment that you turned it on, the week that we put this dude on and the week you saw him when you watch that dude at that moment did you think that this guy deserves to be pushed further or oh man they're kind of slipping with the ball here and this guy needs to be retooled repackaged re whatever right It didn't mean that we took somebody and you went, oh, Chris Jericho, well, he's an all-time great, so yeah, he's delete or or elite, you know. It's the people are missing the point. What we wanted to say is at this moment, is AEW using these wrestlers properly? I wanted to know if at this moment that you turned on and you saw FTR this week and last week, you thought to yourself, man, they're guys primed to be ready to be the tag team champions? Or B, man, they've been just shitting the shitting the, the thing on these guys. These guys. They're a great tag team, yeah, but they're just not being used well. That was the point behind Elite Delete. So every time I see people just write so-and-so's name now, I harp on them and go, why? Why do you think they deserve that? So I don't know if we have to rename that thing or what, or if we just keep hammering what we're getting at, but the whole point of this is at the moment that you we put that question up, I don't care what they did six months ago. I don't care what their career has been or what their career could be. What I care about is that the moment you turned on your television and you saw that guy, you thought, this guy is elite, or ooh, this guy is not being presented as he should be or could be. That was the whole point of it, okay? So let's start this week. We're looking at FTR, and I thought the reason why FTR would be a great example is because up until the last couple weeks, FTR for the last six months, they've done nothing. They're they've been living off their reputation and it's just like MJF where if you don't produce something after a while, your yakking just becomes incessant yakking. Nobody cares what you say. If you don't ever do anything, you know? So this week I asked that question at this moment is FTR elite. Should they be the guys that, yep, I'm looking at them and thinking these guys can make a serious run, do some damage. They're a tough team or delete in the sense of man, they are missing the boat with these dudes, and we're going to start off with our guest, Rick. Rick, where at this moment do you see FTR?
1: Well, I got to say, like you said, a couple of months ago, FTR is instantaneously deleted. You know, like what have you done? Um, and then, and you know, for those people that look at their career, their career has been kind of the same. You know, it's <laughs> like they 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 get a lot of hype, but then they like plateau. Do nothing for a long time, then they get hyped, and then they plateau, then they get hyped and then they plateau. And it's just like, where are they going?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: after this week's episode of Dynamite, I have to say, they show why they're an elite tag team. They're mm-hmm. one of the best to ever lace them up. Now, when I I have to compare them to Santana Ortiz because I feel like aside from the Young Bucks, these two teams are the top teams in AEW. Now mm-hmm. When I look at Centeno Ortiz, I feel like they're a little more elite than FTR. Mm -hmm. But FTR overall, they are the cat's meow. They are what a tag team should be, and they are tag team wrestling. So I would have to say 100% they are elite. They are one of the strongest tag teams in wrestling overall, in WWE included. Mm -hmm. Um, But they can grow stale. And mm-hmm. that's something they have to watch out for. They can definitely grow stale. They, they could plateau at any moment and just marinate there, just sit there, and you're just like, what are you guys doing? Like, get back to wrestling. So well, The
2: reason I brought them up, up until last week, and I'm going to throw these numbers at you, Rick, and, and, and you may not realize this, and they share this with Santana and Ortiz. Both of these teams, up until a week and a half ago, during the entire calendar year of this year had only f- wrestled on dynamite twice each. Wow. Twice. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And only twice on uh, what's the other one called dark. So four times they've wrestled as a team in the last year. That's crazy. <laughs> so that's that to me is saying that the company is not utilizing something very strong here. So, but we may have a bit of a turner, you know, a, a corner turner here because yeah. it seems like the last little while maybe they're getting that look. Uh, Elio, expound a bit on FTR for me, if you will.
0: FTR, um, I'm gonna go with the Elite because uh, since they got AEW, they've really not done anything. They just uh, sat there, and, uh, been the same. So after uh, this week, yeah, I'm gonna put them in Elite's. Because I think they're they're pretty good. They're a pretty good team. I like a, that old school style of wrestling that they do. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: well you know what? I, I was all prepared. If it hadn't been for today's show, if they hadn't been on wrestling today, yep. and even then, I also want to throw a caveat here, guys. We did see them tonight, but we did not see them as a tag team. We saw yeah, them in a six man tag. Once <laughs> again, they are still only two matches deep, and we are how many months into this year? We're We're coming up on the seventh, we're on the seventh month, aren't we? We're more than half a year here. And they've wrestled as a team twice. Now, I got very excited because they really handled today's match very well. They looked good. Um, I'm going to actually say I'm on the fence on this one, guys. This is a rarity for me. I usually am very strong opinionated one away. I was ready to come in and say they're definitely delete because I feel that the company is not utilizing them. They're a tag team. They're not part of a trio. They're not axe the, what is he, what is he, dax the axe by himself or whatever crap (laughs) they've been giving us. Um, They're a tag team and we have not seen them. Two times in seven months is ridiculous. Um, However, it does look like they're gearing up to an actual feud with Santana and Ortiz where we're going to hopefully see some really good matches. So I'm going right on the fence with this one because this is the tipping point, how AEW handles the booking of this team within the next month will be really, I think is detrimental. If they, they slip up here. I think FTR is done. They're just, they're up there with the mulkies, They're up there with all those lower B grade NWA tag teams that generically came and went, because if you can't back it up, and if you can't actually wrestle, how are you a team of any import?
0: Maybe now, not now it'll be dif- somewhat di- a little different since we have fans back. I hope so.
1: I hope the fans generate and push that forward. You know, the thing is you have a team that's the champions and the young bucks and Mm -hmm. this is probably the most elite of all the teams, of all the wrestlers in the business because they wrestle every week. We see them every single week and they put up top-notch matches every week. Why can't FTR do that? Why can't FTR be on TV every week wrestling? I just don't yeah. understand why we can't just throw in the tag team match every now and then with them fighting a random tag team, put them in against jobbers, show them that they can still go and everything. I, I just don't understand it. Hopefully with the new show that mm-hmm. they're going to be having coming on TBS, we'll see more tag team wrestling and we'll see more uh, of FTR and Santana Ortiz.
2: Well, I think also one of the biggest dangers we've had is the whole fact that AEW keeps building stables and stable yes. warfare and when you have stable warfare you don't have much room it's always three man four man you know tag teams don't get to really flourish and show their stuff because they're too busy fighting in their stable wars yeah. right now it's inner circle against the pinnacle so ftr finds themselves to got just two two more warriors in the drone fight you know what i mean yeah uh so this will be interesting let's see where this goes um numbers You have some numbers for me. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess 100% of voters this week said FTR were elite. Well, like I said, I wonder if we keep emphasizing what we really mean, if it really is 100% because there's got to be more people that are kind of like, just like I've been on the fence with it. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know. I don't know if we'll rename elite delete. I mean, it's a cool title. But if you guys don't understand what they're saying, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for words. It's not really generating the conversation we're trying to get. Uh, let's move on to our
0: hot topic. Uh-huh. We, did a, we did have a comment on there. Oh, oh no. we did? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So Charles Sanders wrote, they are worth a push. Just want to see what they will do that makes them stick out if they don't get that push.
2: Ooh, I like how you inserted a word there to make it make sense. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, isn't that everyone's idea here? Let's see what they can do. I mean,
1: they have spent
2: how long talking about how great they are. Show us something, guys. And to be
1: fair, they did Mm -hmm. get that push in the beginning. They were tag team champions at one point. Yes. And they floundered. So hopefully this new – side of them in pinnacle maybe they get a good push but again i don't see anybody taking those belts from the young bucks for a long time especially after tonight
2: Mm -hmm. and and it's also that that uh wrestling fans we are all guilty of this the most is we always ask for what we don't have
1: yeah
2: we want so and so so badly to be champions but soon as they're champions we shit on them
1: (laughs) so sometimes
2: it's wrestling fans have always enjoyed the chase more so than the actual thing it's why guys like sting over the years in wcw never really won the belt you know because people and dusty Rhodes because pe- the fans enjoyed the chase rick flair just escapes nick Bockwinkel just escapes each challenger we seem to love that idea of someday he'll get caught but then what happens when he gets caught we cheer the guy for a month or two and then we lose interest. <laughs> and we think, man, what a boring champion. At least Ric Flair was, fun. you know, so we're kind of fickle that way. Right now, FTR might be in that thing where, once again, that idea of the chase is there. But what happened when they had the belts last time? We all of a sudden were like, well, they aren't what they said they were. Do you guys remember that? We all said that. Yeah. They, weren't. Yeah. they what they said they were. So we'll find out where that goes. Let's go into the hot topic this week. Hot topic is just kind of topical at the moment because we just came off Jungle Boy receiving his first uh, real big push, or at least his first really big uh, run at Kenny Omega. And we also have, obviously building up right now, Adam Page. So I thought to myself, what do you fans think? These are the two hottest up-and-comers. And I'd almost say they are the creations of AEW. Jungle Boy was nothing but a very minor independent star who you yeah. probably didn't even... I, bet I challenge anyone listening to the show to have ever actually seen this dude wrestle before he got on AEW, okay? Uh, Hangman Adam Page, yes, he had a small run in uh, ROH, but once again, AEW is where he made his bed here. It's where he got his name. It's where he got big. So in a way, these two young, hot uh, up-and-comers who are contenders are products of AEW. And I was curious... What you fans thought would make the better champion, not who's going to win the belt, who, you know, the the thing is, who do you fans think would be the better champion, and I'm going to start over with Elio Elio who do you think would be the better champion out of these two, and this is taken in and I mean, let's look at it, the way they've been presented the way they are now, so let's not dig back and go, oh, well, you know, a year ago Adam Page was Superman, or Jungle Boy was undefeated a year ago. Let's talk about right now, in the position they're at, which one of these guys do you see as the better world champion if they were to become world champion?
0: I'm going to go with Adam Page, because there's a story there that they can build mm-hmm. with him and Omega. Jungle Boy has, a, lot, has like a long road ahead of him. There's still time for him to become champion. Okay.
2: All right. Keep in mind, they said that about Roddy Piper, no, (laughs) (laughs) or Ted DiBiase. Anyhow,
0: so I'm gonna go with Alan Page because there's a story there, like with him and Omega. Okay. They can like build that up. All right,
1: Rick. I have to disagree with Elio, and I have to go with Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is what everybody wants to see. He is the underdog. He has that true underdog story going for himself. He can come to the top of the mountain and knock Kenny Omega off the top. Whoever the champion is, if given the right opportunities, I know he got the opportunity and failed, but at the end of the day, I think he would be the better story. And I think he would be the better champion. Adam page. What is he going to do when he has the title? I really don't know what story you're going to tell with him. Does he turn on dark water? Does he stay with the dark water? Does he even join them? Does he even acknowledge them as the champion um, Mm -hmm. for getting him these opportunities? Jungle Boy as a champion, maybe he turns on the, the Jurassic Express. Maybe he leaves them. Or he can join them and they can build into something bigger than what they are, you know? And I just feel like Jungle Boy is the ultimate underdog. I think a bigger underdog than Daniel Bryan, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. You know, um, wow. Uh, you're, you're swaying my answer of what was popping in my head, Rick. Um, I look at these two guys. On one hand, you have the young... Um, Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy is a guy they've really built up. He uh, he has a great look to him. He's got this natural feel to him. However, he's small. He's kind of small for a world champion. And it, I mean, when you're next to Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega looks hulking, I've been next yeah. to Kenny Omega. He's not a hulking dude. So that makes me feel that Jungle Boy is not exactly the biggest guy in the world. Um, he suffers from that thing where he's a very good wrestler who unfortunately is built like a cruiserweight and cruiserweights don't get very far. I mean, yeah. unless you're Ray Mysterio and you're the super small dude and then they do the David Goliath story, it's really hard to make a, a light heavyweight, a credible heavyweight champion. It's just the way uh, wrestling perception is, just like boxing. The bigger the man, we just assume that the bigger you are, the more powerful you are. And we always assume that if you're a small guy, unless you're Bruce Lee there's a good chance you're not really going to beat a big dude, especially a much bigger dude than you. So there, there's that going for it. But then on the flip side, I look at Adam a page and we've just gone through a year of this ridiculous characteristics of he's an alcoholic. Who's sad. Oh, boo hoo. What do I do? Hold my drink. Wow. Wah, wow. Wah, wah. I'm so down. I have to hang out with a bunch of losers like the dark order. Wow. Wah, wow. Wah, wah doesn't make me see championship material but on the flip side he's a big dude who i know can wrestle but i haven't seen it a lot lately so once again i find myself at a weird tipping point who do i go for here and um oh man i just think i think jungle boy needs a few things to clean up before he can be world champion okay uh, the Jurassic Express, that is just crap that needs to be snipped out of his life. Okay. They're, they're, they're always going to be a rock holding him back. Okay. There's no doubt about that. It was great when they were a, a funny, goofy tag team. On his own, those guys discredit him. Marco Stunt in your corner alone discredits Ooh. you as a wrestler. Um, he's got to put on some weight. And I'm sorry, we—we we, I've always joked about this, but. There is no way in hell that I can credibly hear the name AEW world champion, Jungle Boy. It it's just a juvenile thing. I'm sorry. Maybe if he's going to be Jungle Man, I mean, is it any stupider than Jungle Boy? No, no but at least I he's think, not a
1: boy. But I um, think Jungle Boy works. I mean, we have the Nature Boy Ric Flair. You got the Jungle, yeah, boy, but that wasn't his Jack name. N-
2: Nature Boy Ric Flair was a nickname. That they didn't need, you know, it yeah, wasn't his well, official can, thing.
1: Well, they could change it to Jack Perry. Yeah. You know, that's, they could. I don't mind that. That's they what they can I'm saying. They could have Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And let's not forget who he's pulling. He got Anna Jay in his pocket. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, that's championship material, if you know what I'm saying.
2: Well, yeah, you could say that, but I was reading an article. <laughs> Do you know who Andy Rooney is? That little actor, for five foot two actor from the old days. I mean, he got Elizabeth Taylor when she was 15. That's true. So, I mean, when a five-foot-two dude could do that, that ain't saying much. I mean, he's got charismatic with the women's, yes. And Anna J, high five. But I'm sorry. <laughs> that just doesn't make it. Translate to world champion for me. Um, oh, man, such a tough one. I'm only, I, I can't stand the way they packaged Adam Page. They really got a, like, once again, tied to another group of losers. I mean, the Dark Order is just comedy fodder now. They're not even a serious group. Um, I'm going to just go with Adam Page only by a micro dot. Okay? Too, too close. Too, too close. Um, I want to look at a comment here by uh, Vernon Hampton, who wrote in. Now, usually when we ask a question and you supply us another answer, we get all snitty. Elio does his little,
0: wrong question
2: we usually make fun of you. <laughs> However, Vernon brought up a, a good point after he did that. Okay? And he wrote... Brian Cage. Nothing against either man, but I'd rather see somebody who looks like they can knock Omega the fuck out and threaten him. Also, he's a legitimate heavyweight. Also, the function alcoholic thing with Adam Page was a waste of time and talent. That's right on the money. That's right on the money. Um, You know what? The only thing is, I just don't think Brian Page is talented enough. He may be big, but There's not a lot of talent in that, dude. That's Wolverine you're talking about. (laughs) Well, no, that's an insult to Canadians, okay? I'm (laughs) sorry. We prize the Wolverine, and he ain't no Wolverine. He's like, I don't know, diseased badger or overgrown overgrown ferret. The overgrown ferret, Brian Cage. That's what he is. Wow. Uh, Disrespectful. Yeah, well, what's he gonna do? Threaten me over the internet? Uh-oh, maybe he will. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> well, we look at it. we went into the uh, uh 2000. I had to go back. I lost some money in uh, some gambling. I guess you shouldn't really ret- bet on wrestling. Huh! Who yes. knew? Um, anyways, the the matic 2000 sent us back the numbers that 91 of you picked Adam Page. Wow. 9% Jungle Boy. I find that a crazy number, to be honest. I thought it would be a lot more even because I struggled for this. Okay. And so you each picked, yeah, you, you each had your points in. I, I'm not going to say that I agree that the 9% seems like a normal number. I think it would have been a lot higher. All right. So um, anything you guys want to throw in about any of this stuff before we move on to do some wrestling for the week?
1: I, I just got to say that. Yeah. Um, I, I think people really need to start putting some respect on Jungle Boy's name. Um, like they said earlier in Dynamite, that he had, he was the first 50 wins. I know wins and losses don't mean much in wrestling, but AEW is making a big deal out of this. And I think people need to recognize uh, how great of a talent he actually is and what he's capable of doing. I honestly think that he is the future of the business. And I think he's definitely one of those guys that I would love to see his baby face for his entire career. I don't want to see him do a heel turn or anything like that.
0: I don't think he can heel.
2: No. I'm sure if you had Marco stunt being a dick beside you, so <laughs> people will learn to hate you through osmosis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, our hate
2: for Marco stunt is just terrible. Honey. We're going to have him on the show one day. We're all going to be kissing his ass. Just watch. Um, <laughs> Uh, i agree with you rick 100 percent. he is definitely and let's face it he's still pretty young he's still got time to build up some bigger weight uh handle the whole name thing cut off the how about okay let's see uh what did they say um what is the dinosaur guy what do you think he weighs?
0: luchasaurus luchasaurus
2: what do you think he, that guy weighs roughly let's, 300 you think he's around 300 was marco stonway 36 pounds yeah just no, about right. he, he probably weighs about 120 right yep so, so all Jungle Boy really has to do is cut out 420 pounds of useless fat out of his life. And uh, <laughs> that'll be a big improvement. <laughs> Anyways, folks, uh, remember, uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, maybe even the stuff we're talking about now, even though we just talked about these topics, nothing to stop you guys from writing in and saying, hey, last week, uh, Rick said this about Jungle Boy, and I agree, or, you know, Tom said this about this, and I think he's a douchebag because I think this... By all means, we, we are curious and we want to hear. We want to hear what you fans say. And uh, we're, not, uh, we're not so biased and, and unwielding that sometimes as we talk to each other in these shows, we turn each other's opinions yes. because we open the eyes of things that we may not have noticed or slipped. So we're willing to hear you guys and we're curious. The fans are back in the arena. Well, let's get the fans back on the old global. Anyways, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Before we do, Elio... If someone was so to want to write in, uh, to um, want to write into our, our program, where would they write to
0: and how? So you can write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV1, and Twitter at Wrestling POV.
2: Excellent. And you know what? I will do this part because I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Rick Hawk some shirts this week. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you guys about all the different platforms and shows that we have. You are currently listening, of course, to WPOV Global. Global shows up every Thursday on your podcast of choice. All right, I guess platform of choice. Sorry, we are the podcast. Of Our platform of choice. Uh, we cover. Mostly AEW. We go through the entire Dynamite show. We also have some uh, pertinent topics. But when interesting things come out that are non-WWE related in the wrestling world, we try and talk, comment, and look at it. You'll find me. You'll find the gentleman, Elio Canella. And you'll find the lone wolf, Andy Anderson, when we don't send them off to Parts Unknown. Uh, you'll find us weekly. Then we have our sister show, the show that started all, WPOV Wrestling. You'll find those guys every Saturday night. They cover everything that happens in uh, the wwe if mid sick man farts they're there with coverage telling you the smell the pungency and even how long it went these guys cover all the shows they cover raw they cover smackdown uh they even have a uk correspondent not only did they steal w- uh, wwe nxt uk from us but then they stole one of our fans and made him uh made him their correspondent in britain uh, well anyways they got that they've got everything we're talking about that show is led by Rick Serrano third, who's sitting here right now. He is the, th- yes. th- he's not really the third wheel. That's his nickname. We also have uh, Tony Diaz and uh, the $50 man, Clay Cummings. The three of them have a pretty humorous and fun look. They also have a whole bunch of little cool things they do. They do like a, a version of Name That Tune, which is like the, let me get it right. The five second shuffle. Yes. Ah, I think I did it right for a change. They also run a p- play a pay-per-view points game they do some trivia st- well, no they don't do the trivia anymore but they do uh looks at all the shows they compare them uh they do all kinds of stuff it's a really loaded show and their sense of humor is a little more outrageous than we are so if you want to oh, a minute, a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit um but uh check those guys out we also have after every big uh pay-per-view and we're going to start doing this with AEW pay-per-views too we have a show called Aftermath Aftermath will have any of us of uh, the six co-hosts talking about the show they just saw and rating it and telling you people, was it worth it, what to check out and what not to. And then our last show is WPOV Quarantine, which comes Wednesdays. It is a Zoom-based show where you have me, uh, Elio and Andy, we usually bring on some we've had on wrestling legends, current up-and-comer wrestlers, wrestlers that are wrestling now. We've had journalists, historians, we've had all kinds of people tied in uh with wrestling. And what we do is we either talk history, we talk current topics in a roundtable format, or we just uh We just talk about a guy's career and uh, it's been a really fun, interesting uh, ride. We've had so many great guests. We've had hall of famers on, we've had young guys, like I said, so check that out. It's a really great show. Uh, So I'm going to click us off But before you do Rick, tell us a bit about how the fans can support these shows by the purchasing of a snazzy. And I mean, when you see that
1: global blue
2: one, we're talking snazzy t-shirts.
1: Absolutely. If you fans go to pro wrestling slash wrestling POV, you guys can get yourselves one of five amazing shirts, t-shirts for nineteen ninety-nine plus shipping and handling. You don't want to miss out on these opportunities, guys, because what happens is when you purchase a shirt, you help us keep all four of our shows going because it costs money to keep these platforms up and running. So make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling POV and purchase one of five or all five t-shirts for nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Don't miss out on these great opportunities. One more time, prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling POV.
2: And if you purchase 100 t-shirts, I will wear one on the show. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Will we get back? Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, let's see if Valley Open is. When we get back, we're going to be doing some AEW. Dynamite.
0: Oh, my God. Mike. Okay, okay, we we'll trying to get Rick,
2: two. Rick, when we are going to get back. Don't no, no, take two. The fans are going to hear your crappiness. We, when we come back, we're going to hear some AEW. Dynamite. Of course, this mic kicked out when you did it. <laughs> At
1: least
2: by Yeah. Okay. We're it's dynamite kids. Come back. <laughs> What's up everybody. This is AJ Kirsch and you're listening to wrestling POV global. Hey folks, we're back. Let's look at this week's AW dynamite. And, uh, wow. You know what? Before we get into the show, I want to take you guys to quick task for a second. I listened to your last week's show. You guys had crapped all over uh, the MJF Sammy Guevara match. I did watch it, and I didn't think it was that bad of a match, guys. I, I, maybe you guys are just sick of MJF
1: or something, but
2: I thought the match delivered. No,
1: no, I thought it was a good match. I think the only thing I didn't like was the spot fest. I mean, if you get power-driven off the second rope, that's a finisher. Yeah. That ends yeah. the match. That should have ended the match right there. Um, I just think there was a lot of spots in the match. I think the Young Bucks match, even though it did have a, a lot of spots in it, had yeah. more of uh, a psychology behind it compared okay. to the MJF and Sam Rivera match
2: okay I was just surprised because I, I you know I was kind of listening to the shows when I was on trip and I caught a glimpse of this and it, it kind of sounded like to me guys I was expecting to not like this match at all and I was genuinely oh, no, no, surprised no. I was like oh this is actually not a bad match all right well let's get into this week's match and I'm gonna say we start off and guys I'm trying to do this as if uh, not so critical, but I'm gonna have to be when things are too blatant. But when I so I'm trying to th- pretend that I'm the new fan who's turning in and I'm watching this show. I turn it on, I'm a wrestling fan. I've vaguely heard of some of these names. First thing that strikes me is, oh, this must be the Cody Rhodes show because this dude comes out to like the biggest, longest, goofiest ass. Entrance
0: 90 actually. seconds,
2: it was so long, and this is what's even sad. Like, people make fun of Cody having an ego, and then other people, like, oh no, no, Cody's just trying to be old school. Um, I'm sorry, even when Ric Flair and all those dudes did their great entrances, if they were with somebody, that person didn't stand off to the side like a page boy, I'm like, oh, can I come join you now that you're done? No, he shared the glory with them. So, yeah. this is Cody coming out being like egotistical. So, I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, this Cody guy must be the big superstar. And they're telling me that this is a strap match. So one, I'm supposed to think that this is an important match between two guys who, obviously, they're pissed at each other, right? They're using a strap to fight each other. So this isn't just your regular match. However, the other dude's already in the ring. They didn't even let him come out to an (laughs) entrance. So that...
0: Uh, Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. They introduced him uh, while Cody was still making his entrance.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) what is that? That tells you right away. One, that other dude ain't winning two that doesn't mean dick and three the strap man's don't mean dick because it's all one-sided obviously Yeah. yeah they projected everything it's like going into the movies and they've already told you hey don't forget Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's uh, dad, okay? You have, have to
0: spoil that for me. <laughs> spoiler Sorry. Oh, If man. it's
2: 35 years old, guys, it's no longer a spoiler, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's on you guys. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm watching that. He gets a big thing. Um, okay, so I'm figuring, all right, I've been told now, psychologically I've been told that this QT Marshall guy ain't going to win and that Cody's the big superstar. The match starts off And here's a few things that really annoy me. First of all, the strap looks like a deflated fire hose. It was the strangest looking strap I've ever seen in a strap match. (laughs) Very odd. Big, thick, didn't look like it would really hurt when you get whipped with it. Very unwieldy. Uh, It starts off, and I would think if you were in a strap match, the whole point is you're very mad at each other, right? You want to use the straps to hurt each other. And the opening few minutes... Cody's dancing around. It's 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 so clean that there is no passion behind this fight. It's just yeah. like going through the motions of a match. I felt like, oh, they're putting on a strap match performance art. It it just it took a while for it to get, and believe it or not, the thing that got it better was when QT started doing his comeback. yeah okay? He, for a guy who most of the times you look at that dude, he does not look like anything intimidating. He doesn't even really look like a wrestler. Okay. He's like your prototypical, I bet you that guy trains them sort of deal. Right. He's not really, he doesn't look like the performer Uh, yet. He brought some of the passion and he brought the match up a bit, a bit more than what it was at the beginning of this. Um, I I thought uh, they did that thing in the beginning. Uh, I wish they had done that sometimes sometimes AEW bothers me with when they do their stories, it seems like they do everything out of order. Have you, have you noticed that? Like, yeah, tell a lot of stuff out of a normal progression. Uh, they did the spot, you know, the spot where the, the villain is going around slapping the turnbuckles and uh, the good guys reaching over and doing it. That's something you do halfway through or near the end to build up the tension. It seemed really dumb to do that in the beginning. And, you know, it's it, it, it well, sort of like it's sort of like having your sword fight in the very beginning. And then let's have a bunch of dialogue for 15 minutes and then maybe we'll have an end fight. Well, it, it's not a progression, man. I'm sorry. This kind
1: of match you would think would last a lot longer too. I had it at about yes. 12 minutes. I, yes. I mean, first of all, it's the opening match. It mm-hmm. should definitely get at least 20, 25 minutes. Um, like a young bucks match would. Yep. Uh, I just, first of all, do, do you think Cody's already put on dad weight? He's, <laughs> dude dad weights like three cody's no he's not yeah. that big yet <laughs> I, I think he's put on some weight though i don't think he's uh it's all in his, his head normal weight yeah, his head
2: true. is like a hundred pounds heavier rock Ugh.
1: but i i honestly i just don't get it with this match uh qt obviously there's gotta be blood in every cody Rhodes match i don't mm-hmm. get it um and then it took three crossroads for him to finish him off it was just one of those moments where you're just like come on man like
2: it was an ego stroke.
1: Yeah, it was definitely overdo like overdone and uh And it yeah. kills QT. I mean now it definitely QT is, like, what's he gonna do? What's his faction all. gonna do, right? Yeah and his faction was outside the ring. Speaking of his faction, Anthony yeah. Agogo is just went under his tenth eye surgery. Oh. um, so he's gonna be out for some time again. Um but yeah, so his career is looking like it's dwindling out uh faster than what we thought it would be that is sad. And they really misuse that. I mean, if he does make any kind of comeback,
2: AW don't be idiots. Use this guy as the sympathetic face that he is. We can all relate to somebody in pain, somebody who's on the tail end of something like that. Just, yeah. Uh, so this match. Um, yeah. I, I, put down about the three crossroads, just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, overdone. Um, and so short, this whole thing was Here's the problem is you really just ruined another good gimmick match. Yeah. There was no passion behind it. It was an ego stroke for one guy. You put it as a small diminutive match. It that is something you could have worked up into a pay-per-view somewhere. It didn't have to be these guys. But now it's going to be pretty damn hard to sell a strap match as something cool after this garbage.
1: And then and then later on in the show we'll get into it. Cody's already moving on. So yeah. it's like, what the fuck? What's going to happen to QT Marshall? I mean, I don't understand what, like, at least if QT would have won, then I can see Cody moving on. But Cody won and he's already moving on to his next story. What's QT going to do? What's his faction going to do?
2: He didn't even get a post-match beatdown on Cody or have any of his guys come in or anything. No, it was just pretty much the end of the whatever those dudes are called. Uh, Elio, anything you want to throw in on this match, bro?
0: No, the, uh, this match. Um, yeah, I went in. I I didn't really care for this match. Um, mm-hmm. just the Cody Road So the three crossroads, like you said, was ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Blood in every Cody match. Uh, yeah, just uh, this was my low point for me. Okay. So
2: uh, next, we move on to a promo. Soon as this promo started, I just rolled my eyes because I'm like, oh, here we go again, another. Stale flat, and then it just really changed really quickly because it was hilarious. Spears comes out, starts mocking about how he took out Guevara with a chair, and then a chair comes flying across the screen, whacks him <laughs> in the face. I gotta admit, it made me laugh, and it was shocking enough that I went, Yeah! I mean, afterwards, when he <laughs> sat down and he was like, Oh, this are saying over, I went back to rolling my eyes, but yes, they got I'm me for a second there. That. I'm glad
1: you said that because Sammy Guevara. Cannot be a tough guy. I mm. don't understand why. That's what you get, bitch. Like you know, no. no <laughs> Do we saying. have the bitch counter. You're Did we start
2: tough. the bitch counter for the week? We we need yeah. to start a bitch <laughs> counter
1: for during episodes. Yes. How
2: many word times bitch comes up? That was the first. Yes.
1: Yes. Like I don't. I don't get it. He's not a tough guy. Like all right, you threw the chair at him. Leave it at that. Do the ha ha ha, ha I just threw a chair at you. I rather that than that's what you get, bitch. Or I told yeah. you I'll get you back, bitch. Like, come on, Sammy. You're better well, also, than that.
2: Also, let's let's talk about uh, logic and wrestling. I mean, how many times you see somebody get hit, they'll struggle around, they'll get up and try and fight a little, or something. Yet in these yeah. segments, every time somebody gets hit one time with a chair, they lay there enough that a guy can pull out a chair,
1: stand over them, and mock them without them kicking, punching, pushing over the Whoa. chair, anything. <laughs> if Sammy's throwing the chair, then I believe it. <laughs> he knocks the motherfuckers out with chairs. The way he yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't split them open for 67 yeah. stitches across yeah. the head or something. Um I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: um, I don't know. Anything you want to throw in, Elio? Oh, I was uh, actually, when I was watching this, I was thinking. Now, it, Sean Spears, for a long time, we said, like, they've totally like, ruined this guy. No matter what they give him, he can't make anything work. I'm wondering yep. if, like, with this, uh, now this segment it wasn't bad, like the promo mm-hmm. he gave. But um, you think now with the crowd, maybe they're saving something for him?
1: Or I mean, God. Spears has to win this rivalry, right? I mean, otherwise he's just Sean that's, Spears, that's, the that's guy why that loses I'm, every match. That's
0: why I'm. Guys, th- that's why I'm thinking, a... like, um, now that the crowd, the fans are back, uh, maybe they're gonna finally give this guy something to work with
2: i don't know look at it this way i mean you look at the two guys involved here yeah sammy's pretty shitty when it comes to promos and whatnot but the dude backs up a lot he really wrestles in the ring really well okay he's exciting he's got some stuff to him i'm sorry but sean spears man we could say that they ruined him but did they really isn't this the same crap we were getting except he would do a 10 a lot i mean um (laughs) He's He was nothing that special in the... And this is the part I'm going to say that kills me, Rick, because Sean Spears has come up here to Edmonton and has fought in that PWA, Andy's company, a few times. And he's incredible on the indie circuit. Really good wrestler. And then yeah. I watch him on TV and I'm like, where the hell is that guy? Because what they're giving him is drivel, man. Yep. You, can't, you can't get over if they hand you like a... They hand you a pile of dog shit. I'm sorry. You're not going to be building boats out of dog shit. It just ain't going to happen. Yeah. Um, they've missed the boat with this guy so many times. I almost wonder if this is the kind of guy you got to just bump him down to, like, you throw him down into dark, give him six months of losing on a tag team with somebody, and then repackage him something totally different and try and give him better. Because I don't know how much further he can go with this name. It's, it's just not working. It has never worked. And if anyone thinks that he's really going to come out of here better than uh, Sammy Guevara, that ain't happening. They got their sights on Guevara as the golden boy. There's no way that Spears is going to come out of here looking like a champ. So uh, let's move on next to the Kenny Omega interview. Uh, I didn't really see his thing from last week. Holy crap. What I, I heard what you guys said. I guess he went to the Triple H school of uh, <laughs> hair <laughs> shaving. He, he looked like a curly haired uh, Triple H. It was, it was yeah. pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, Don, I, t- as much as you guys don't like him, the guy is hilarious. He really does get you to hate him. So he is doing his job as a manager.
1: But he, Even though he's doing his job, they did the same exact promo he did last week without Don. So basically he came back and Don Callis just picked up the, the stick, the microphone, and was just like, oh, I'm going to just repeat everything that Kenny said last week, and we're going to just do this again like it never happened. I, I,
2: does it make I, you hate him? Yes. Does it make you want someone to punch him in the face? Yes. Then it's working, Rick. He's doing exactly working, his job. Guys,
1: don't do the same promo twice. Do something different and make me hate you. I don't know if
2: he does it three weeks in a row and you hate him even more. He's still doing his job, Rick. That's the point.
1: But this this, this time Adam Page came out. What's that? Yes. This time Adam Page came out. That was okay. The difference. Yes. Well, here is
2: where we got. We got. First of all, let's get there. We got the Dark Order, a gazillion freaking. <sighs> low-level losers all come walking out um what's his name uno gets in the ring yep. I, I mean come on i knew this in grade four the old punch somebody in the nuts after you say the thailand thing it's always bankrupt all <laughs> right we know that come on <laughs> that you're gonna say that dark uno actually our evil uno actually fell for that you're stupid uno like come on um so he gets beat down the most painful thing of this whole stuff is jr on the mic during this stuff Trying yeah. to be cool and saying stuff like, Oh, we got him in the shiz nuts.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, cowboys. Like, they
2: are. Yeah, it, yeah, the cowboys. Oh, just it was just so much. Like it was like it's like your grandpa trying to be cool because he watched <laughs> BTS and now he learned one or two dance moves. You don't want to see that shit in any kind of thing. I'm sorry, it ain't gonna work. Um, <laughs> Paige comes in, clears out the ring. Uh, Omega does a runoff. So of course, uh that definitely is the indicator we, we were waiting for. This is definitely going to be the next thing. Uh, Rick, I know you didn't like the Don Callis uh, repeat, uh, rinse and repeat, but what about the rest of this? How did this look for you?
1: Yeah, the rest of it uh, didn't do it for me at all. I, I'm just over this. I don't want to see out of page with Kenny. I said it last week that it's too soon to be throwing these two together. Yep, not um, enough buildup for sure you got to build it up a lot better than what they're doing right now. And this, this is not the way to do it. So no, I, I did not like any of this. This was one of the lower points of the show. for sure. Once again, once again, I think
2: it's AEW showing their hand because by doing this, they're basically telling you that Omega is going to win. And yeah. that page will have his day, maybe six months, eight months, 10 months yeah. down the road, but it's definitely not his, his time. Uh, Elio, anything you want to throw in there?
0: Uh, yeah this was just this, yes it was another low point um that whole uh that whole lame joke that Kenny yeah. did that was bad uh Paige coming out of Omega just uh, running off, we knew that was gonna happen, so yeah, this was okay. my little point
2: uh next for me was like sometimes you get the idea of what you could really do something important or something that could further something. So the next idea, this idea I thought could be interesting, but it just fell flat for me. So they have Darby Allen and Ethan Page being interviewed by JR. Now this, I think they needed to do. So I've been talking about this for weeks. We need to know why Ethan Page hates Darby Allen so much. They've referenced matches from other companies. They've referenced things, but they've never come out and told us. Well, they didn't tell us again here either. They, they basically went in another direction. They instead uh, insinuated it was just a bunch of uh, jealousy from Ethan Page because Darby managed to hit it big so fast. Well, Ethan toiled for, for 12 years before he finally made it and that it's all his jealousy. And then Ethan gives into it and says, yeah, it is his jealousy. And the entire time I'm watching this, a very bored Darby Allen sitting there, all whatever, Ethan Page dressed ridiculously Fake matting it because he doesn't really look like he's that mad. Mm-hmm. All I could think of is I'm just waiting for Darby to say I like turtles. <laughs> it had to come and it didn't. So, and Jr. I'm sorry that they're really just. Man, jr's terrible. I don't know. No, it's it's not Jr. Though. I mean, this is shit they're giving him. This stuff worked in the WWE because they gave him topical people. They gave yeah. him good things to work with. Sorry, you can't build boats out of dog shit. That's my that's my saying for this week because. If you keep handing people dog shit, I'm sorry. I don't care how good, bad, old or new are. They can't make anything good out of it. JR couldn't make anything out of this drivel because it
1: was drivel. It was simple. Rick, you want to throw anything in this? I want to go on the total <laughs> opposite end of this. I honestly really enjoyed this sit down with Ethan please? Page and Darby Allen. I thought oh, no. this was... I agree, though. I kind of like this. with the yeah.
2: but What did you What did you get out of it, guys? Oh, it you, was, like uh, Ethan, you liked Ethan Shoes? I,
1: i like Ethan Page here. I really thought yeah. that he came off as a strong heel here. Uh, Darby mm-hmm. Allen, we know how he is. I'm like this and I'm sad. <laughs> I don't really like that. But okay. I think this really boosted Ethan Page up and showed, you know what, he is a vengeful guy. He is going to try to end the career of Darby Allen. That's what I got out of this. Really okay, no, I'll give you that. To that. Yeah, I
2: I just meant though it was a wasted segment to have two guys like this. They could have done that on Ethan, in an interview. They didn't need just to get put Jr. and all this crap in it. They could have just done it better. I think.
1: Listen, I, I just had a this problem with
2: the segment as a whole.
1: They could have definitely placed this at a different part of the show because this is number three of sit in down interviews in a row, and they're six in a row in which they have sit-down interviews or backstage interviews, and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are we having six interviews in a row? Like, that should not be the way you put your show together. And I already hear Andy with his all caps coming at me about how Tony (laughs) Khan is God, and he doesn't make
2: mistakes. (laughs) Um, No, I I agree with that. Uh, Next, we move on to an interesting match. FTR and Wardlow taking on Santana, Ortiz, and Jake Hager. Uh, First of all, Hager looks great. Wow. Why couldn't he look this cool in the WWE? I mean, he looked cooler than I've ever seen him. His haircut, the way he's presenting himself. He looked like a badass who's going to fight hard. He was like he belongs. Yeah. Yeah. And we hadn't seen that for a while from him. Um, This was an intense, pretty good match. FTR reminding us that they're tough guys. Uh, gotta say Dax the Axe is just the stupidest nickname ever yes. um, I don't know why they keep throwing it down our throats because we're not going to accept it um, Santana looking man that guy's looking good you know um, really good match um, the problem I had with it once again, the annoying uh, commercial uh, in yep. commercial things. Yep. All, the, all the cool stuff with Wardlow, I tried to watch and squint in the box. All his greatest stuff was done in that little box. He didn't get to see how effective mm. he was in this match. Uh, he looked very good. Uh, the win, uh, and I'm sorry, I know that, and please fans, don't get mad at me. And I, I loved him too. And it's cool that they named their um, move the big rig. Okay, yep. I get that. But, man, when they used to call it the... What was it? The Smash... The,
0: the uh, smash, smash Machine or something?
2: Smash like Machine. As soon as they did it, it popped away. They're like, Smash Machine! And then they're like, Big Rig. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You and know, then, I, I love Smash Machine. It's just, it just... It's it's, it's ridiculously fun. No, sorry. The
0: Shatter Machine.
2: Shatter Machine. That's what it is. Shatter Machine. Yes. That's, um, but uh, a really good match that highlighted both these teams. It makes me excited for all the players involved here. I'm looking forward again to uh, Wardlow versus Jake Hager. I mean... Uh, Jake had uh, Wardlow in a deadly uh, toehold you know he had him taking him out the old uh, uh, what do you call that thing the the the, uh, Kurt Angle used to use it all the time (laughs) yeah he had him in that thing right and it looked like he was actually going to tap before the interference so that makes you think that okay they've been evenly matched now Uh, FTR and uh, Santana Ortiz that's a match we want to see more so now too Rick
1: yeah, You know what? I have two words for this and it was anticlimactic. Uh, it just ended and you're just like, wait, what? Because what? Mo- like you said, most of the stuff happened during the commercial break and I'm like, this yeah. is not what I signed up for. I want to watch the whole match. Go Did it make break. you want to
2: watch more? Does it make you want to tune in next time they get together?
1: No, it doesn't because oh, this, okay. is this is how it's going to This is how it's going to end. I'm like, no. And then Conan hits Wardlow with the stuffed sock the, the eight ball, whatever they call it, yeah. and Warlow doesn't sell it. Yeah, really, no sells there. Right. come on!
0: That you're talking about at the end of the match where they, yeah. they were all selling. Yeah, I, I'm like, I was, I was sitting there watching. I'm like, what's Kunan doing? Why? There's one of them, and there's three of them celebrating, and he just like hits Warlow with the sock. And nothing no, Warlo
2: no happens. War, Warlow just turns around. Now they 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 said something very blatant here, and I want you, Rick to ask Tony Diaz the next time you guys are on on your show if this is true, okay? Him being an Hispanic wrestler, they made the reference that uh, Conan is the godfather to all Spanish wrestlers and that all Spanish wrestlers look up to him with reverence. I want to know if they were just blowing smoke up my ass or is it really true? Is Conan that revered in the Hispanic wrestling community? I Just ask him that, you know?
1: Yeah, I will definitely do that. But I can honestly tell you from... From my POV, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I believe that. Okay. I really do mm-hmm. think that Conan is the godfather for Latino wrestlers. I think he looks out for them. I think he uh, definitely pushes the culture. Um, as somebody who is Mexican, he's there daunting a Puerto Rican flag, you know? And mm-hmm. I've seen but he's him not wear Mexican. He's flags. Cuban. He's Cuban. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but he he dons Mexican flags, yeah. Cuban flags, Puerto Rican flags. He's about the Latino culture, and I definitely okay. can appreciate that. So. Uh, even though i don't know for sure for yeah. my pov i would okay. say yes
2: okay and i'm only asking that not to be a dick it's just sometimes there's such outrageous claims by uh no, yeah i this one i thought it could be but also you know i've read lots of backstage things about conan not being exactly the most up and up guy at times so i was curious by asking a hispanic wrestler what his yeah. kind of thing with the bottom is all right so um anything you want to throw in there uh, elio about this match
0: I uh, know uh, this match. I I like this match again. The, the picture in picture. I just can't send because yeah. a lot of the good stuff happens during the commercial break, and we we don't get to see because we have to squint and look into that little box.
2: And here, this is all on AEW because yes, yeah. WWE uses the picture in picture, but they also pace it so that when it goes to picture in picture, you're not getting the most excited parts being missed. You yeah. know. They have a better sense of it. And you can't tell me that if you know you're, you're laying out a TV show, you don't know when you should
1: do these things. Like, come on. Well, what what what's wrong with going back to the old days where it was like, and this is what happened during the commercial break, right? And yeah. Showing me, <laughs> like, yeah. What's wrong with that? You know? Come I, on.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. Now, next, this next thing really threw me for a loop because I was surprised they would even do this, but they had a Carl Anderson promo. <laughs> Talking about him going back to New Japan and how he wants uh John Moxley's North America. This just seems so out of place since we've seen the Good Brothers just being kind of like comic fodder a lot. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Carl Anderson is taking on who, let's face it, guys, you have to say for the last two years, the one biggest, toughest dude, the Mm -hmm. top guy in the entire company, is now being challenged by a guy who is a low-level joke since he's been in here <laughs> oh and no we're now to it's now machine take it gun
1: carl anderson so we have yeah. to take a serious because it's machine gun <laughs> it's not regular carl anderson and they like what? to beat. they like to beat
0: up john moxley
2: yes now um in all fairness That's, he was machine gun before he came to no, aew yeah. so that no, was his course. nickname but yes but no, you're right how, how what a dumb presentation i mean Thank goodness it wasn't Luke Gallows because they've portrayed him as nothing but like total <laughs> Luke Gallows empty-headed.
0: Uh, I'm not a fan. That guy's terrible on the mic.
2: Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah. Moxley has a new look. He shaved his head bald. Yeah, so oh. uh, we'll see the, the new Moxley, the bald head and the beard. Ooh, we're talking bald on bald action here. The machine <laughs> gun versus the Mox.
2: Sorry, machine gun. I think you don't have any bullets in this match. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have up... uh, Okay, oh my goodness. Yeah, another row of talking again. Because next we go up to MJF versus Jericho in a face-off. First uh, impressions, MJF was kind of funny. Jericho was extremely funny for a change. Love the comment he got in about his mom, which was good. And then did the double uh, attack with it. Um, He also didn't look so bloaty or out of it this week. He didn't, no. He, He looked in way better shape. The only thing I don't like about this... That was the saddest elbow at the end I've ever seen him do. Oh man, it, yeah, it, that, that was bad. Basically, if we walked by each other and brushed elbows, it would have been much more realistic looking yeah. than what happened there.
0: Yeah. See, is this the when, is this the, when you were talking about where the fan jumped in the ring?
2: Yeah, that happened in the segment. Uh, but yeah. I'm talking about how the elbow at the end where the jerked, Judas effect. The Judas effect. He turns yeah. around.
0: No, I was just did... asking if that
1: was this was that segment.
2: Yes, this is the segment. Yeah. So, uh, uh,
1: But Rick- let me ask you this, was it the Judas effect that was poorly done or was it the sell job from MJF that was poorly done?
2: Um, To be honest, I really think MJF was handed dog shit and tried to make a vote out of it. It was a Got terrible you. elbow. He tried to sell it as best he could as if he really got hit which made it even worse because it was so obviously he didn't so it was just the domino effects of the bad oh no, yeah that,
0: bad. that elbow didn't that elbow didn't look good when i when no. i was watching it i think but... i felt
1: it more than mjf <laughs> <laughs> so w- what do we think about this labors of jericho where jericho has to go through four guys in different stipulation matches to get to mjf like it's Jericho stupid. is clearly winning every single match, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: that's the problem here. Is Jericho is an older veteran who should be relying more on his trickery and his, his skill to win. He is not a young John Cena. He's not a young up-and-comer who needs yep. to battle the Herculean tasks. It's ridiculous and it's almost on the level of a Cody Rhodes uh, masturbatory stroke for himself. I'm sorry. Is this the final run of Jericho? no no by no by so? any means now nah. i i guarantee you he goes away for a fozzy tour for six months at most and he's back again now nah. he's 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 having a good time he has so much creative control over the stuff he's doing uh yeah. he did not get that level of creativity in the wwe there's no way he's walking away from this not until he's actually legitimately hurt somehow yeah he's not he's not walking away. From yeah. this. Okay. Uh, how about you, Elio? Anything you want to throw in on this?
0: No. Uh, basically, uh, we can, we covered everything. I my, I had this, the same points about the truth effect and everything. Yep.
2: Okay. Next, we move over to uh, the Britt Baker promo. Um, I get we want to keep her on the show, but fight. I, I, she's supposed to be a heel, but you kind of like her, but then she's kind of horrible. And yeah, the spelling thing is always ridiculous. The um, I don't know. There was just this really awkward moment where she was talking about Nyla Rose, and then she's quickly set over to Dallas being called the Big D, and then she looked down slightly towards Tony's crotch. I don't <laughs> know what that means. <laughs> Come
1: on, the Big D, and it just. <laughs> well, and then she went D M or whatever her dentist. Now thing. this is the thing I wanted to. That was a shot at Nyla Rose, was it not? Yes.
2: I took it right? as that? About Nyla Yes, that, that's what I took that's it That's exactly
1: what I took it as. Oh, so, and actually,
2: the Saudi Arabia thing, too. Yeah, She we'll took get a get shot at that. that.
1: Yeah, so she said that Dallas is known as the Big D. I yeah. wouldn't know about that. Yeah. So, obviously, she's taking a shot at Nyla Rose, who is a transgender. I yeah. mean, if it was accidental, it was... That is... Wow. The balls. I mean... And <laughs> <laughs> like, literally i mean the figurative balls are... <laughs> brit baker that is that's not okay i mean okay
2: i don't no no don't fall in this trap rick rick this is how count cal- cancel cou- culture starts okay yeah this, no i don't think she was taking a shot at nyla rose i think if you watch go back and watch it on the replay she kind of glances
1: towards tony no i know she does so it that, gives you the idea but... that
2: she was kind of making fun of tony's yeah because he's the good friend i really don't think she'd be dumb enough to do
1: that i don't think she would either but but you know (laughs) there's
2: people who's gonna do what you just did yeah and let's hope (laughs) not because that's how all this horrible cancel stuff works right yeah one idiot takes things farther than everyone else and then works everyone into a frenzy over nothing yeah i I, but but uh... but let's face it rick I did the same thing. As Soon
1: as she went yeah. down, I rose. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like you did mention, they did. She also said about blood money, and then she said, "What are we going to do? A, a show in Saudi Arabia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, another shot at WWE? Not necessary, not no. needed. I liked uh, it
2: though. I'm sorry that when it comes to Saudi Arabia, they deserve the shit they get. Okay, oh, yeah, that's some money grubbing bullshit they're doing. So yeah, take it, take it the, across the face, guys. You deserve that one." I'll Listen, that. I
1: still got about 14 more years on my contract.
2: <laughs> We're gonna be
1: hearing a lot of it.
2: I, I love too how she's got like 14 pounds of eye makeup on, but she doesn't need Rebel <laughs> as a as a makeup
1: thing because this is natural. I'm like <laughs> naturally purple face. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and what was your thoughts on Rebel? Now Rebel had her knee like explode, and she's yeah. on TV like just like the Miz. She's on TV the next yeah. week.
2: And, hey, if you, you ask these guys back, I've been in love with Rebel for a long time. She's yeah. she's pretty amazing, and uh, I, I love her. She she pretends to be the hapless wrestler, but she's not. She's had yeah. tons of work in stardom. She's yep. wrestled for other women's promotions. I love and I love it, and I I think, it, you know, Britt almost seemed like she was making some really good points here. Even a shot at AEW is, why in the hell would they have a match with, like, Vicky Guerrero? Yeah. So, you know? No, that was good. Um, and you can blame uh i want to blame her for rebels injury the fact that she shouldn't be in there there shouldn't they shouldn't have to deal with with this sort of thing vicky why the hell she probably didn't want to be in there either so uh just a bad situation all around um like i said though um I guess I'm waiting and now it's going to be longer after this, uh, injury to rebel. You knew it's going to have to eventually come the rebel, uh, breakaway, but now with rebel, or Reba rebel, not Reba, Reba, not rebel, whatever, uh, Brit's calling her this week. Um, now that's going to be postponed obviously for a long time more until she's healthy enough to be able to actually give a match. So, um, yeah, lots, a lot of stuff, that tiny segment had a lot of stuff for us to talk about out of it It more so than some of these other segments. Um, okay here we go let's go on to andrade versus matt sidell um andrade i'm i just want to say first of all his presentation is pretty unique yes and i i don't understand like because i don't know enough about latin culture but i have a feeling he is portraying kind of like a, a gangster type
1: the yeah so it looks like the
2: rings yeah. and the and that stuff yep i like it it's different
0: yeah that was a um, unique entrance i liked it
2: yeah uh yeah, we have an entourage. I mean, we don't have enough uh, factions. Now a guy has to bring a bunch of people to glom on him as an entourage. But hunter.
1: if you watch NXT, you would say that is uh, Legado de Fantasma. Oh, Social yeah. Escobar. <laughs> yeah. Very but similar. But at least those guys could wrestle. I mean, That's that dude true. does not yeah, look like he can wrestle. That dude just holds his clothes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with what uh, Andrade was wearing. I don't like it at all. The pants? The suit, yeah, the pants. Yeah, The suit pants does not fit him at all. But what he did in that ring today shows you why he's one of the best in the world today. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, picture in picture. Kills the momentum of the match. This match didn't need to go that long. Um, That's another thing I wanted to ask you.
2: That's another thing I wanted to ask you. I kind of felt that Seidel got in a little bit too much uh, offense here. I and thought that's it kind what, of cheapened the the Andro- what Andrade's first impression should have been.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what AEW does, doesn't it? Though, like, yeah, they, they had yeah, Michael they do this Stunt get offense on Lance Archer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they
0: Even brought up, like, how does Michael Stunt get offense on Lance Archer? How?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's like the debut of guys are just like wasted because they just like, oh well, we need to make a match out of this. No, you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And again, get a jobber. There's plenty of jobbers out there in Florida that you can get that can just fill in and get their ass beat in two minutes. Like, Andrade should not be in this match with Seidel for this long. And I get it. Seidel is a competitor. He's number five in the rankings, right? No, I think he's higher
2: than that. Uh, I I think they ranked him at number two this week. Wow. they ranked him very high. That's why I sent you guys the picture of the uh, Wichamacallits, because it was like, I was laughing. I said, you guys want to laugh? Um... Here and I wanted to bring this up, okay, good, good, good catch there, is uh, the fact that they keep talking about how rankings are important, right? Yep. And then they do stuff like, we don't see the weekling rankings, and then they send it out just before something like this. You're right, okay, it was fifth. Sorry, I was mixing up with the thing. Okay, so here's the funny part, is Seidel really hasn't fought anybody of any note until yep. this week.
1: Mm-hmm. But then yep. they
2: slide him into the fifth ranking and put publish it out everywhere so that it justifies him getting his uh, match with someone big. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing as when you look over at the uh, tag team ratings. It's like the number one ranked tag team is Eddie Kingston and Pentel El Zero Nero, you know, whatever. And Penta, right? With a record of five and oh. Okay, that makes sense. But then the number fourth team, also has the same record but they're in fourth place but they're the it same makes some sense. and they're a real tag team in ftr FCR. <laughs> so how does their how do they get out ranking of one when they have the same record as the fourth rated guy shouldn't they be either tied for one or one two yeah or, or should i yeah.
0: say shouldn't they be tied for f- fifth or fourth whatever yeah and here's the weirder part though is of course
2: they show this out the week the tag team gets their title shot they show out the graphic of them being ranked number one to justify this match. So as much as these, I wish the ratings actually meant something. They're just proving more and more. They don't just a a dumb tool they use to, to try and smoke us over. Um, Yeah. I, uh, Andrade. I expect I have seen him in WWE. I know how good of a wrestler he was. I got to admit the pads thing. I was struggling with should he stay with that look you know um it looks uncomfortable and it seems to constrict him a little bit more from what he was yeah. being able to do um and matt Seidel, man i like matt Seidel. don't get me wrong but he's not a top five wrestler <laughs> <No>. <laughs> trying to and trying to portray him as something that having him run this was almost a 50 50 match here and yeah. uh it should not have been it should not yeah. have been uh anything you want to throw in there leo
0: no, I think you uh, should have uh, this should have been a squash. so do all had too much work with in this one.
2: Okay. Now I always find it funny when uh, we always talk about how a good video package can take uh, a, a seeming feud, a disagreement and, and put it to the stratosphere of even something more, right? But today we got a great example of how you can make a deadly killer looking promo package, but in the end it's still who the fuck cares? Because yeah. nobody cares about Christian and Matt Hardy to fight <laughs> each other. and yet I they don't. Put- <laughs> yeah, it's still real to me, so <laughs> um, Let's face it, man. Nobody cares no, about true. Matt You're Hardy. Right. Christian, yeah. I still have hope for him. But Matt Hardy? And th- they put together such a great package that I'm like, well, why didn't they put this package? I would have preferred this package. Had been for Andrade and Matt Seidel. At least even Seidel is much more interesting than Matt Hardy. Okay. Yeah. That's the mat I'll take. Okay. If we're taking old, used up mats, I'll take Seidel, not Hardy.
0: Yeah. No.
2: Okay. Uh, so then this, um, it's a promo. Arn, Arn Anderson comes out. Now, earlier in the mat, I don't, I, mean, I can't remember where it was, but earlier in the night, they did a thing and then the lights went out for a sec.
0: That was the first match, strap, the opening okay. match. It went out for a sec.
1: Yeah.
2: And, uh, which was actually kind of cool because it gave them more realism for the, the, the commentators. Cause when it happened again, um, all of a sudden you had JR apologizing about weather and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That seemed realistic. And then gave you a bit of a surprise. Okay. Cause you know what? ECW unfortunately beat that horse to death with flicker of the lights out and then turn it on. And there's a surprise. Mm-hmm. They did that like almost weekly to the point where wrestling fans, when the lights went out, you knew somebody was making a debut. So yeah. this was a good little bit of a swerve by having it happen once and then brushing it off, and then having it a second time. Have the commentators try and explain it, and then have the reveal. We get the reveal of uh, alistair Black. What did they call him now? Mordec? No,
1: Malachi, Malachi Black.
2: Malachi Black, and he's he's got this silly looking bit of makeup over one eye with a contact in one eye, oh. and. Uh, he comes out and he lays out our Man, iron for a guy who's supposed to be really hurt. Sure. Takes a lot of whoopings lately. <laughs> um, but then I couldn't believe this. I mean, are they sponsored by KFC? Cause I'm pretty sure a young Colonel Sanders ran into the ring, chase off uh, Mr. Black. Uh, once again, the Cody show rolls on because Cody is doesn't give a crap anymore about. Okay. I'm not going to get mad here. I'm not going to get mad. We've talked about this many times. How come every time a new big name comes in, every time something exciting happens, every time some celebrity comes around, it's Cody freaking Rhodes sniffing around the old thing to get his name out
1: there? TJ, I want you to get mad because I'm mad and I don't want to take over. But I'm gonna. I'm just going to say this. Cody Rhodes needs to go away. I've said mm-hmm. this enough times now. This is ridiculous. Yep. This is utterly irresponsible of AEW to constantly put this guy in every picture for every big name. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And I'm telling you right now, if Cody Rhodes defeats Malachi Black, Tommy N, Alistair Black, whatever you want to call him, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm not that better not happen. That he better go to sleep and go away for mm-hmm. a very long time because this is utterly. Ridiculous of Cody Rhodes, and speaking of utterly ridiculous, Excalibur—that's Tommy End. Yeah, no, yeah, it's I was gonna not. Bring that up. <laughs> it's Malachi Black. How the fuck did you change his name twice in one segment, bro? Yeah, <laughs> he looks—he looks different. That's Malachi Black, his alter ego. Now you just gave this, <laughs> <laughs> this guy an alter ego because you called him Tommy N twice. And then JR yeah. called him Tommy N and they're like, no, it's Malachi Black.
2: Really? It was, nece- it was unnecessary because no one, I guarantee you, most people had no idea who Tommy End was. No. <laughs> you know, you didn't even need to use that. They could have just went like, oh my God, I've heard of this guy. It's Malachi Black, you know, and That's it, it would have been like, boom, established. But now it's confusing because people are like, Tommy Ann, Malachi, what the hell is this all
1: about? Or, you know what? Just save it for next week when he says, I am Malachi Black. And that's (laughs) it. Yep. Um, Sure wish he
2: kicked uh, Cody in the face. But anyways, (laughs) get that white suit a little bit bloodied.
1: But that's also the other thing. Arn Anderson, by the time he hit the floor, Cody was in the ring already. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. How the fuck did
2: Cody get in the ring so fast? It's called Maximizing the Cody Exposure. The quicker you're in, the more time your face is on TV. The
1: thing is, his entrances are so long, you would think it would take him a while to get to the ring. But this time, he was in the ring in seconds. Yeah. Yeah.
0: His entrances are 92nd. Yeah.
2: Oh, my Lord. So, yeah, I got to tell you, I'm not happy that it looks like it's going to be Aleister Black or, sorry, Malachi, Malcolm, whatever. Something Black taking on uh, Cody Rhodes. You better win. Now, okay, but let's skip over to the next thing. You want to talk about confusing? This is some confusing storytelling now. Ricky Starks comes out with a bunch of dudes. And, okay, that isn't bad if he had just come out with Taz and those guys. But then Taz's group is supposed to be the big bad guys in any sense, right? They're just mm-hmm. villains. Yep. But this painted them as almost sympathetic that Ricky Starks is dumping on them. And they're acting like they're hurt by this whole thing. It, it, it generates <laughs> a bit of sympathy which you don't need for them this was such bad storytelling and then and then brian cage coming out and sweeping by the first guys who he's had problems with now too but now they're all in the same boat so it's it's just a cluster it's a cluster of stuff that didn't need to be happening and uh, those poor three jobbers who are obviously local dudes got laid out pretty darn quick and uh it's going to be an interesting feud but i just think it was a bad way to present this whole little piece. You don't need sympathy whatsoever on Taz's team. And I'm afraid
1: they got some, by the way, this was presented. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Ricky Starks got really disrespectful in this when he said yeah. the FTW stands for wife. And uh, everybody knows FTW stands for f- yeah. fuck the world. And he said, well, the W stands for wife. Fuck the wife. Woo! That is disrespectful to Miss Santos over there, who is the wife of Brian Cage.
0: Yep. Um,
1: yeah, I'm not a fan of that, I'll yep. tell you much, not that much. As a married man, the, that's, that's highly far. disrespectful, yeah. Yeah. Especially but, for uh, a, a program like this one. It's not even worth it.
2: Yeah. Now, do you, do you see what I mean, though, about the Taz group being paid? Do you agree with me on that? that, that yeah, that, absolutely. That I, why would you do this? It's just bad storytelling. Like Hook is uh, Hook and Hook Taz. is terrible. Yeah. But here's the thing <laughs> though. Hook was selling it like he was hurt. And f- for a second you're like, oh, that poor kid. No, you <laughs> don't have to be saying that about Hook. You should be that douchebag. No, you should not yeah. ever say oh. Hobbs got disrespected. Bad. No, you <laughs> even felt bad for stupid Taz. Like, oh man, why would he do that to Taz? No, that? no, no. <laughs> so poor, poor writing. Tony Khan. Uh, you know what, Andy? Uh, when you hear this, please, when you type in, go to lowercase because this one isn't even worth arguing about. That's some shitty Tony Khan writing. No. All right. right. Um, next, we move over to uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander taking on uh, Bunny and Blade. Uh, first off, Bunny is terrible. Mike, this entire show, she is the one person who did not deserve to be any TV time in a wrestling match tonight. She is the shit, man. She is terrible. Watching her wrestle is painful. She needs a lot of work. She needs her time. She needs everything, man. This is like Penelope Ford at her worst. Like, This was not good. I did not like it. She caused a lot of sloppiness in here. I think that Chris Statlander looked good. She did a lot of powerful moves. Um, Orange Cassidy, the Jesus guy's winning me over a little bit more each time. Oh, I'm starting man. to find I'm enjoying his matches and his athletic ability. Uh, almost lost me in the gen, beginning when he started that shin kicking crap. Yep. Um, yep. But uh, he generally is looking good. Gets laid out another time with the uh, knuckle dusters, which is pretty funny. Um, that move Stalander does, uh, the Big Bang Theory. Wow you slip up anything and you're breaking someone's neck with that yeah move. yeah so that's a pretty dangerous one I'm, I'm not sure how confident uh i would be as an opponent just because she hasn't been wrestling that long to go yeah. into a move like that um once again poor blade i mean i bet you if we think about it we can't remember anything this guy did in that entire match except maybe one time take out the, the brass knuckles because he was either overshadowed by his partner's shitty work or overshadowed by the other teams, pretty solid work.
1: I'll tell you this. Now, maybe I I may be – this may be a little bit too much, Mm -hmm. but is Blade Mm -hmm. the Cesaro of AEW? I think because
2: he's bald, you're thinking that. No. I think his partner is a much better, stronger – who's out right now, uh, Butcher. Butcher. I would think Butcher would fit that much more. I think Blade is a super talented dude. We have not – I've seen him in the independents once again he's been given piles of dog shit to work with he could be he could be the cesaro if they let him flex and do it but they don't they keep giving him drivel okay so um i've decided i'm not playing the speculative game anymore because AEW lets me down too much so until they actually start to do the stuff i can't say it i could see what you're getting at there's no way I'm discounting that, but the way AEW jerks us around, I am not going to proclaim
0: it or attach <laughs>
1: my name to it. Elliot, what, what do you think? Blade Cesaro of AEW? I don't know. Uh, we, we we
0: haven't seen him do anything. <laughs> we see the butcher has uh, done more. Yeah. Okay. And Bunny, uh, yeah, Bunny is just terrible. She was bad. In Good-looking this lady. Good-looking lady, but yeah, man, just terrible in the she... ring. And this I like match, women
1: wrestling. I like women wrestlers. I like when they're talented. Dude, she yeah. needs a lot of work. This match for itself, though, I called it predictable. You knew yeah. who was going to go in there. You knew who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I was not too thrilled with this match. Very predictable.
2: Okay. Um, now, the next part, I, I'm tossed here because, guys, I need to know for what you guys thought. Because I'm when they had Jungle Boy come out and he's getting his trophy and everyone's taking pictures, right? My first thought is wouldn't it be cool if they just let him do this and nothing happens you know like add legitimacy but then i would have him was like well somebody jump on this is boring <laughs> <laughs> So, which way do we go with this i mean <laughs> uh i thought it was cool uh maybe i'm just trained now for these days but after a while that long i was kind of
1: hoping he was going to get jumped because it got kind of boring watching a guy stand there holding a thing getting pictures taken yeah no, I mean, it's good to be recognized. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully this goes into a story. Maybe someone does break the trophy and gets, leads him into a story. Maybe with Miro. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, now uh, we move on to uh, a Dan Lambert promo, which I found interesting because Dan Lambert, me and Elliot watched him quite a bit on MLW. He was with uh, Tom, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler's team, right?
0: Remember oh, that's that right. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And he'd come out a lot of times. He wouldn't speak anywhere as much as this. So when he launched into this promo, my first thought is, oh, boy, where is this going to go? But, dude, guys, I thought he gave a great old-fashioned
1: this- villain. Yeah. This was amazing. I I was just like, American top team. This is a – like, this guy – is great. I mean, you have Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunez in your corner, and you're the one that's taking all the attention away, and you're the one that's delivering one of the best promos that's ever been on AEW. The guy didn't stutter. He didn't Mm -hmm. mess up any of his, like, attitude or anything. It was just perfect. It was the perfect thing, and then Lance Archer comes out and hits him with with his little powerbomb that he does or whatever it's called, but it was epic. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want this guy on every week. Yeah. That's how good he was. Yeah. No, no, I, he I, I agree. Was good,
2: I agree. We're, we're obviously not going to get the other two. They didn't even come no, in yeah. anywhere in the thing. But uh, what struck me as weird is we've seen Dan Lambert before, but we've never seen him talk anywhere as much. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen him take physicality. So when, like, when uh, Archer picked him up, I thought for sure one of those guys was going to come in and pull him off or something yeah. like this. But he took the full thing and I was like, my first thought, this is how much it is impressed, is I have a friend who's totally he, he's uh, totally into MMA. He does ring announcing for MMA stuff. I totally got on the thing and said to know, like, tell me about Dan Lambert. <laughs> I want to know more about this guy. Yeah. Like he, he gave a, an impassioned old school villain type uh, yeah. promo where he knew his stuff and he yeah. didn't screw any of it up. He talked like Florida
1: Championship Wrestling guys. Like old, better than the, better than the, the heels. Of, yeah old
2: yeah them, i love this
1: old guys Arn anderson rick flair coming into the ring making a fool out of themselves yeah. he was just perfect this yeah was, he killed like it. this was this was the moment that made me smile and yep. watching in uh dynamite
2: yeah and i gotta say i hope this this isn't a one shot i hope there's a reason i hope he's a, at least has somebody coming in i hope he's a manager yeah. of some sort and it wouldn't be good i i wouldn't mind seeing filthy tom come over to uh yeah, uh, to to AEW. I don't know if you have much uh, experience with him, Rick, but we watched yeah, a yeah. lot in MLW. And uh, you think you think he'd
0: bring over the other, the other guy? What's he? What? Oh no, no. no.
2: Are, you're talking about that big dude,
0: Garini uh, or whatever. Dominic Garini?
2: Oh no, God, no, not that guy. That guy is so effing boring. No, 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 no. Who's he? Who's um, the other
0: guy? I can? I, I was
2: thinking the bad guy, the guy who was with MJF for a while and then went over. Remember he's called himself Logan Creed for a oh, while. Oh, uh,
0: Grogan or whatever his name. Yeah, was. no,
2: we yeah. don't need that loser either. But, no, uh, no. <laughs> but I'd love to see Filthy Tom. I think he'd be pretty interesting in the, in the AEW. Okay, so uh, moving on now to the last part of the night, a street fight. The Young Bucks taking on uh, Kingston and uh, Penta.
1: First of all, can we address the costumes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the young books shaved their mustaches and went into street fighting clothes with their denim jeans, shorts, no, and no, their Jorts. bandanas. Shorts. They were Jordan Jordans. out. <laughs> yes. And they had their Jordans on and they had their bandanas. And uh Nick Jackson even had cigarettes as earrings. Uh, that's how his <laughs> street t- attire he was wearing. But I gotta tell you, once again the Young Bucks, impressed me with the match of the night. This is my POV and it was just, hands down, I told you, the psychology with these four, the Lucha Mm -hmm. style from Penta, the Street style from Eddie, and then the Young Bucks tag team psychology is just so great together. I want to see more of this, and I'm sure we're not. I think this is the end of that, but it was badass, and then they got the tax, which I'm not a big fan of, but I appreciated it. I appreciated the table spots. I appreciated the the trash can. Everything about this match was top notch. Uh, Young Bucks pick up the win, can retain the titles. I kind of wanted Eddie and Penta to win, though. Yeah. If, if, if that if that's egregious, you can tell me right now. But no, I, no, no, no. I, I honestly thought I was like, wait. Is Penta and Eddie gonna win this? No,
0: I was going in there actually thinking that that they were gonna win. I'm like, what? What if they gave the titles to Penta and Eddie?
2: What? Yeah. Here, here's two is like just because of the day and age when they came out the way they were dressed, my eyes are rolling. I'm just like, oh god, right? But then I've been watching so much 80s wrestling recently that when I huh. like turned away and looked back, it was like it was almost like I was in the 80s again because that's how guys dressed. Nah. You know, that's how the Rock and Roll Express are. Those guys, they look like Yo. some team right of old NWA, early WCW wrestling, you know? So, uh, really good match. Some really interesting things. Um, they used the thumbtacks when I saw them coming down. I was like, oh... Because your first thought is none of the Young Bucks are getting them, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Thinking, it's going to be Eddie Kingston, because that just seems like the logical thing. So, it surprised me that Penta took the worst of it. Surprised yeah. that uh, Nick Jackson actually took a couple on the side. Um, yeah i seen this uh, spot before, and this time the spot didn't impress me because I've seen it a few times. of shoving the tacks in someone's mouth and then kicking them. Uh, I yeah. saw that at MLW a few times. Yep. So that lost it for us already. Uh, Havoc, right? Jimmy Havoc was doing that crap. Yeah,
0: he used to yeah. do that.
2: So, um, but... Uh, I liked it. I did not like some of the the interference stuff was stupid. I mean, the Nakazawa was funny. Um, The Brandon Cutler was okay. Uh, When the Good Brothers came out, it was kind of overblown once again. And same with Frankie Kazarian. And then taking off the mythos here, man, bad move to take out Frankie Kazarian like right now. It just took a, I think it deflated what his character was because his character was stick, move, and go, right? Now he got caught. First he had a yeah. tag team, now you get him caught. Now that Mystique's gone, I, I think they've blown it with that character now. Um, but uh, the, all, all in all, the match was very good. Very good. Yeah. And uh, the ending, the ending was kind of cool. Uh, I'll give it that. And uh, I, I think, yeah, it was the match of the night. And almost sometimes you wish this had been the opening match because the opening match yeah. really set a bad pace yep. for the rest of the show.
1: Yeah. But let me tell you this. What if they did this with Frankie Kazarian? Like, we see how the labors of Jericho, they mm-hmm. should have done the labors of Frankie Kazarian, go said through this every everybody week. in the elite, and I've said then this every week, go Rick. against Kenny Omega
2: for the championship. Yeah, and I said, yeah. he, even though he fails right. at it, that's and he doesn't what, have yeah, to take them saying. out. Yeah, we I've been saying this for the past topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying that he slowly takes them out and he doesn't even have to permanently take them out. Just one week gets oh, it yeah. over good over one of the good brothers. The next week yep. he gets it over good where he takes him out for one week or something. And then he gets to Omega and he may lose, but he's proved his point that now yep. he's a dangerous thorn in the side of, yep. of uh, the elite. But yeah, I think this might've killed it slightly. I think the momentum yeah. they were building. For the Unless
1: space. they put him against Lou Gallows, which is you got Carl Anderson going against Moxley. Maybe they put mm-hmm. him against Lou Gallows in a match. Because he needs to start having matches. You can't just keep having him attack people. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think they this leads to him having a match. But I will also say this: the young bucks got to stop the streamers. Streamers yes. are too much to take out the ring. It it was just fucked up a lot of stuff in the very beginning of the match, but they were able to break through. But yeah, the streamers got to stop. It's just too much. Like mm-hmm. there's not not enough manpower to take them out in time. So it just. And I got to tell you, have you ever
2: thrown tacks at anything? Yes. They don't really hurt if you just throw them at somebody. If they threw tacks at you from five feet away, they're going to bounce off your arm.
1: But Matt Jackson, when he threw them at Penta, he threw a couple into the back of Nick. And Nick was just like, ah, fuck (laughs) you saw Nick Nick take some of the back, and it was just like, oh, man.
2: So sometimes they stick. I I think he was selling man, because I've thrown tacks and they don't do dare. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But he probably just felt like the side of them would better sell. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into our rating for this week's show. All right. Uh, We're going to start off with Elio. Elio, we're going to let you rate the show to start off. On our regular scale of a to, a to F, how are you going to rate this week's uh, Dynamite? So I'm going to go
0: with um, – I'm seeing you in the middle with a B. Honestly. A B?
1: Yeah. Alrighty. righty. Uh, Rick? Um, last week I went with a B plus because I thought it was a really great show. Um, I think this week was a little bit of a downer. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. with a B minus. B minus. B minus.
2: Now, yeah. I didn't get to see all of last week's show at the time. So I don't get that to, to put it against, but I got to tell you, Dan Lambert, the end match, some of the stuff I really enjoyed, uh, yeah. there was some problems. I'm still going to go with a B plus just okay. because uh, we've seen some, I you guys have heard me here a month ago, just rating how horrible it was and how I hated watching the show. I enjoyed this this week and uh, I hope this uptrend keeps going because these, these matches have been a lot funner. Yeah. 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 So, and like I said, uh, one of the biggest problems I've had with AEW has been over the while, and maybe this changes with COVID restrictions going on, is a lot of time we were getting matches of people who clearly were not ready to be on Dynamite make appearances. Um, I'm hoping that slightly changes for now because now that they have access to to, to their regular people. This week, uh, Bunny was the only person who didn't deserve to be on our television, but she was tied to the story, so yeah. she was there. It wasn't like, you know, we're throwing in Abaddon, who you've seen once in six months. You know what I mean? Uh, I want people to, to when they finally get that shot, where you go, oh, wow, okay, maybe this guy can make it sometime, not like, oh, poor sucker just got creamed by somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make make that appearance, like, it's like going on Raw. Unless you're 100% a jobber, you shouldn't be coming up if you're not going to make somewhat of an impression. Mm -hmm. So... All right. Well, you know what, folks, we had a really fun time talking wrestling. Uh, Rick, thank you. You're you're the all star again this week. Thank uh, you. I didn't get chance. We were not going to do it this week. We're not going into the book, but I am going to pull your name out of the yes. book. And uh, but I the caveat here is there is a warning. Okay. I, as much as I love you, bro, if you ever refer to yourself as two something. You're going to be permanently in that book, okay? Because that is the most annoying thing in the world. When idiots call <laughs> themselves two belts or two whatever, I don't care who you are, you're getting in the book.
0: And I don't right? think Richard Hall even beat Sabio for that belt. He just stole it from him. Yeah, he should be he
2: should be Richard II raped in prison or something. I don't know. But uh, anyways, guys, <laughs> we had a really fun time, folks. Uh, write in, tell me how much you hate Elio. And uh, we'll see you guys. <laughs> next week okay you got to do the ending uh elio you know what we want to hear
0: all right in the meantime and in between time that's it another episode of wrestling pv global bye bye for now